Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Um, anyone who's seen Twitter uh, in in the last day, like, don't know why you'd be avoiding it. We actually won, which is nice. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll know that we met up with uh, with Ox Blogger yesterday, but he's not on today's pod. Uh, today is just me, uh, Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Hello. And Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. Uh, but Ox Blogger will be on the pod soon. Uh, he's and real. I- he is. He's a real person. I was expecting a little bit. You, you know, we arranged to meet up with this person who um, a few people have said on Twitter, I, it, it doesn't exist. He's just a thing. Uh, <laughs> it just happens. Um, and I sort of felt the same and, and, and half hoped we would have like, if anyone knows the story of the two Ronnies and Gerald Wiley, uh, it's basically Ronnie Barker was writing scripts and sending them in to the production um, because he didn't want his friends to go, oh, that's really good, Ronnie, well done. So he, he gave himself a fake name and did it and sent them in. And then one day they arranged to meet up and he just stood up and went, oh, it's me, by the way, I've been doing it, which is a brilliant story. Gerald yeah. uh, Riley wrote, wrote ugh, <laughs> Gerald Wiley wrote um, Four Candles and uh, so many of their like huge cross lines type um, mm. thing. And I was really hoping Fraser was going to go, oh, it's me, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I'd be flattered that you would even think that, to be honest. But, uh, my, but I... my, my my ox blog would just be, um, we won today, and it was really good. <laughs> I was really happy. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, taller than you, Fraser. Uh, I know. Oh. I, I, I was thinking, I'm glad this is an audio thing because if this was a visual thing, that would be my thing. Like I'm the tall guy. Well, we, yeah. we could have done that. The faint, no, it's not, wasn't a two Ronnie's, was it? It was the um, the one with John Cleese. Yeah, I yeah. up to him. <laughs> was that yeah. part of not the nine o'clock news or something like that? It was yeah, one of those like of old, satirical. Yeah. Um, but whilst we're talking about Oxblogger, we'll we'll get onto the game in a minute. Um, off the back of this, I would just like to read this paragraph from today's Oxblog talking about Marcus Brown. Right here we go. He chased across the field to rectify his own mistake and then swung the ball into the box for Matty Taylor to fire home. Whilst others celebrated, Brown lay on the turf like a dying bumblebee, having fulfilled its biological compulsion to protect its fellow bees after a sting. And that moment, we needed that discipline and simplicity. That is exactly what happened. That is exactly (laughs) right. And you know, like, Fraser, you had like a proper um, fanboy moment yesterday with him. Um, Big time. But that's exactly how, why. He's captured it perfectly. Yeah. How did he think of that? <laughs> um, so I'm, a, I'm sort of pleased he's not on at the moment because it would just sound like we're getting nuts about him. But that's so good. And that's that's not the only brilliant bit of writing in that. It was just at that point, it was just like that. I, I saw Brown lay on the floor and was like, yeah, he looks exhausted. And it was his mistake. But... Just to make that comparison and it be ah, oh, it's incredible. Um, yeah. You 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 talked about a specific ox blog moment um, yesterday to him. Um, yeah. If you'd like to sort of go into yeah. that in a bit more detail. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the um, it was the the Blackpool game uh, review one that he did, um, and I th- it was it was I need to read it again to remember exactly, but it was in line with uh, like a family Christmas and. Um, I might quote this incorrectly, but I think that the sort of payoff, the bit at the end was um, that 
your dad, someone had told a joke that was a bit risque around the dinner table or something, and it wasn't really getting brought up, and you were trying to get that to that moment where you get to your car and get away, and this was all being a metaphor for what was happening throughout the game, and then if for everyone who was at the Blackpool game, remember that moment at the very end when um, Josh Ruffles committed a pretty poor back pass, which they got on the end of, and. Um, he really should have equalised and it would have just deprived us of two points right now. But um, he messed it up and he was sort of comparing this to you're almost in your car and then uh, someone from the family who you were trying to avoid, like the annoying uncle, uh, appears again and calls you back for something. And uh, But then, no, it's OK, you, you managed to get away. But yeah, I have not said it in any way as good as he did. <laughs> no, we get the gist though. It, like, he, yeah. he does but just I, capture those things and, and it's put it in terms that you can relate to. And, yeah. and that is what it, yeah. I, I love about his writing. And we've said it long before meeting him, and that's why we arranged to yeah. meet yesterday. And um, I think so, so much like uh, mainstream journalism that you see now is quite sort of lazy and just reports exactly what happened. So when you actually see what proper sort of re- like metaphorical journalism is again it's like oh yeah it's actually a really talented thing yeah i, I was <laughs> talking to to, <laughs> to um paul on the way back from the football yesterday not radio paul <laughs> podcast <laughs> paul um and he said uh that he's read a fair few other blogs from other clubs and nothing comes close to it it's it's yeah. just aside from the football it's really good writing yeah. um there, there's an yeah. award for everything now so there must be a football blogger award well, let's make one, and Oxblog yeah. will win it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that won't be rigged at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, other than that, uh, we we did the double over South End. We did. I hey. d- never thought I would say that on this podcast. No, <laughs> but we did. Um, let's go through the game. Um, <laughs> we tried our best not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, blatant penalty. Have you seen it back? Because I know you're. From where you're sat, you couldn't really see Fraser, but it yeah. was the most blatant penalty. Everyone where I was thought he'd given a goal kick. It was I did I did I had no idea what had happened, and then um oh no I've seen it now though yeah no it, it definitely is yeah uh, like what's he thinking on his debut? <laughs> yeah. I'll just yank him back. It's yeah. it his shirt's bright yellow, so it won't it won't be too visible to the ref and linesman from the um, position. Yeah, blatant penalty. James Henry is one of the few players that can choose where to put it during his run-up. Um, or as the keeper dives, he can change his mind. I love that about him. Um, still nervous, but I, I do love that about him. Um, other than that, up until the 70th minute, I don't know what we were doing, really. I'm always a fan of, like... Um, well, not a fan, because it is a bit nervy, but... The amount of times people are getting freaked out around uh, where I'm sat, going, oh, why are we letting them do that? Because they're not making anything. Because they're not making anything. We're letting them play because they're not doing anything with it. But that only works if when they start to do something with it, you then start defending. And we didn't. We had a warning with their offside goal that was blatantly offside and there was a foul in the build-up. But, you know, that's a warning. And then, you know, a couple of minutes later... It was just, I don't know what happened. We just stopped defending. Uh, are there any excuses for it? Um, I mean, you know, we, no, I don't know if players must be very tired at the moment, but I mean, oh, yeah, it was a very poor goal to concede, wasn't it? It was, um, no matter how tired you are, you're still a footballer and you'd think you can deal with that, um, that, that, that particular 
chance that we let in. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was funny, wasn't it? The whole, the whole sort of game was like that. It wasn't like the Oxford we were we've become accustomed to watching. They were no. just sort of. And I know the weather was bad. I get that, but the um, weather's been bad for the last nine games. Um, yeah, well, that's and, true. Yeah, and like uh, I know that uh, before the game, Sol came out and said, "Oh, well, you know." People need to remember we've played. We'll have played seven games this month, <laughs> which is a really <laughs> odd thing to say. It's not like we've kept quiet about. <laughs> so, sorry, Sol Campbell said an odd thing. <laughs> sure. I did. I do love the amount of um, Oxford fans and staff and stuff saying, "Well, if uh, if this was a Premiership side, they would be moaning about playing nine games." Yeah, we've moaned quite a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, one one thing I did sort of take notice of in particular in this game is a lot of games that we've won when the man of the match has been called out you've gone well yeah but who's had a bad game you, you know everyone's yeah. been great yeah. yesterday was not that game no. I, I thought Ford didn't do much right um throughout the game uh Dickey didn't do much didn't do much wrong uh, and I think that's why I got man of the match I thought Eastie was good because when he was called upon he was there on the whole um but other than that, Brannigan was was all right. Taylor was in the right place at the right time at the end. I, I didn't really see anyone play too well, which is really unusual to say. I guess it's fatigue. I guess it's knowing you've, you, you've got two days off, but you're paid a lot to not let that be a factor. Um, and it just, yeah. yeah, it just wasn't good yesterday. And I don't know if there might have been a certain element of, and I know we shouldn't think like this, but, you know, by by human nature, you probably do that. Our players probably thought South End would be a bit easier than they were. Yeah, um, I mean, we did in the in the lead up and the yeah. predictions oh, we, we gave. Oh, we give to as well. If, yeah, <laughs> even though I think somebody I don't know, it was one of us mentioned that they'd only really lost games by the odd goal here and there. So yeah, it, yes, they've been getting beat, but it's it's yeah, not many teams have have put yeah. lots of goals past them. Peterborough did recently, and we did earlier in the season. But other than that, it it has been. Sort of three two one nil two one, you know. Yeah. It, 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 they, you can kind of see why we we were put off our normal sort of uh, sort of fluidity and and uh, and it just. I think the the weather was bad. I I park in the east stand, walk round the back of the north stand, and I thought it was not too bad. Got past the end of the north stand and nearly got blown off my feet. I think it was it was difficult. You know, you you look at the corner flags blowing here, there, and everywhere, and I think it 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 really impacted how we try and play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the pitch, you know, that's that's three games in two weeks at yeah. home. Um, it's now got two weeks to have the artificial light on it and so on. Um, yeah, I, uh, hopefully that was a a one off. But I did tweet this to the the WhatsApp group after the game. That win is what promotions are made of. Yeah, those yeah, we yeah. we didn't play well, but we got the win, and that's genuinely all that matters for the last ten games. It's like a relegation push where you go from now on. I don't care how we play; mm. yeah. It, yeah, it's get getting the points. The points. Yeah. Um, uh, so we've talked about bad performances. Um, I, I'd also I, I, this. I might get shot down for this. I would say Marcus Brown had a poor second half. Um, in the first half, I thought it was brilliant. In the second half, he didn't seem to track back much. Let me finish this before. <laughs> um, there was a moment just before he lost the ball. Um, 
uh, it was before that whole move where the ball came to him and he just wasn't moving forward. He was just waiting for it to come to him. And so I think it was... Um, Oh, it must have been Rannigan because I think Sykes had gone off at that point. But someone passed him the ball anyway. But they were sort of waiting for him to make a run and he didn't. Anyway, he ends up getting the ball, runs forward, has a shot when he shouldn't. There are players to, to pass it back to. At that point, he tracks back and the way he won the ball was brilliant. And then the ball sort of ricochets about. He puts the cross in. So he kind of made up for it in my eyes. <laughs> but I thought... He just wasn't the player he was in the first half for most of the second yeah. half. I think it was, it was his decision-making. He, he was making some really good runs and, and, and getting forward and, and just, for whatever reason, making the wrong choice. Like you say, he had, in the lead-up to that goal, he had the shot when there were players on. He was passing to the wrong player or, or you know, passing when he could have taken it on. And, it, yeah, it, it was the... He was doing his normal sort of strong run, running and, and, and attacking the goal, but then making the wrong choice or making the wrong decision at the end of that. Yeah, uh, and I, I, it worries me with certain players when there seems to be a lot about what can I put on social media afterwards. Mm. So like, do put that on there yeah. once we've won the game. Don't think about that during the game. Yeah. Play your game mm. and then use whatever footage you've the, got. And yeah. I hope I think Robinson's the type of person who'll be able to coach that into him yeah. uh, so I hope so um, but yeah that's not it, I didn't mean to like pick on Marcus Brown but it, Henry went through about 15 minutes where all of his touches just went to muck um, it, it, yeah it just it was it, it we didn't show the quality that we know we've got um, Matty Taylor in standard Matty Taylor fashion didn't do anything and then is in the right place for the goal but Again, I I say this, when was the last time we had a striker that as soon as you realised it was him that had the ball in the box, with yeah. his back to goal, ah, oh, we'll yeah. score them. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's so uh, it's so refreshing to have someone like that, isn't it? And Jerome made a really good point, actually, after the game yesterday. Um, he was talking about Taylor and said that, I think, I guess maybe three, four years ago, the last time we tried to sign him, I think it was when Appleton was here. The handshake was, time. <laughs> yeah, that that one, yeah. Um, he sort of said, how good is it, you know, how great does it feel that we've got Matty Taylor now and he's back playing for Oxford? Because, I mean, really, three years ago, we thought that was probably the last time we'd attempt to get him and then it, would, it wouldn't happen. And it's, you know, I, I don't mean to, to um, deprive other players of this, but it is, it is great, isn't it, when it's a, it's a hometown person and... And you know they're the goal scorer and that sort of thing. It's uh, it's just something added about that, isn't there? That that's that's great. Yeah, and you look at our top goal scorers of the past. Roof, exceptional player. The reason he scored a lot of goals is because he's better than most players in that league, uh, and and it showed. Um, Maguire, sort of similar. You know, a lot of free kicks and penalties, but on the whole, he was just a great player. Um, it, Pino, if he if the ball came to him and he swung a foot at it, he would score. If he had two or three seconds, he would miss. It there was just this thing got into his head where he actually had too much time there. Um, yeah. I love Bino, but you know that was that was probably his flaw. To have someone who is just in the right place at the right time, yeah, and then to have someone like James Henry who can find that space is. You know, it's helping us a lot. Obviously, didn't happen yesterday, yeah, yeah. but um, but you know, those two working together is brilliant. And um, the, the constant thing about 
where he's going to be next season. I just keep thinking, look, just, just don't worry about that at the moment. He's yeah. going to be here till the end of this season, right? And there's a lot to do before then. A lot of things can happen with this club before then. So don't worry about that until until after this is all done because there's a lot to happen yet. You, you could play that game forever, though, couldn't you? Like, well, you, oh, yeah, yeah, but what are we going to do when Eastwood retires? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's worry I mean, about that then, shall we? Basically, the answer to that is we'll do exactly the same as we've done with every other wonderful player that we've had in the past. You know, what, what are we going to do when George Boldock goes? What are we going to do when Lundstrom goes? Where are we going to replace them? And we'll yeah. replace them with players that hopefully will become heroes you know we we don't just have one team of heroes and everybody else has been oh well they've not been as good as you know the previous one we've got players who we love now we've got players who we've loved in every team that we've had and the same will happen next season yeah yeah yeah, somebody we've never heard of quite at the moment you know might be playing in northern ireland he'll come in and be immense for us Mm. yeah well, which, yeah, I don't need to say we've seen that recently. Yeah. We obviously have. Well, that, I say, you know, when, when Gary White and Sykes were, were first sort of signed and mentioned, I, I must admit I'd not heard of them. You know, they, they weren't players that I was that aware of. I guess in, in football circles, people were looking at them. But it, it will, it'll happen next season. We'll have somebody, somebody will come in who has not been mentioned at all as, as a signing for us and, and become a hero. So, yeah. Simon, I'll let you in on a secret. If any fan tells you they had heard of them, they're a massive liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, within you know within football circles, Peter, I think was it Martin yeah. oh, O'Neill yeah, yeah, recommended, yeah. and you know, but but as fans who who go to games and you know and and moan about players leaving, well, yeah. players will leave and players will come in and we'll love them all the same. Well, if you look at the current, the if you look at the squad that started yesterday when we first signed them. Uh, so Eastwood, we'd heard of because we'd had him mm. before. Um, right, going through the back four, you may have heard of uh, Anthony Ford. Possibly, Wouldn't have heard of yeah. Gorin. Be surprised if you heard of Brannigan. Some people might have. Um, Brown, again, because we'd played him before, but when we signed him last season, hadn't heard of him. Um, Matty Taylor, heard of. James Henry, heard of. So when you're talking mm. about two players... Mm. It, it, and and those are standout players, but y- you look at what the rest can do and the the age that's in their favour and um, I don't know it is quite exciting when people look at oh well, what are we going to do someone someone asked me yesterday actually why well, how much is Brannigan going to go to Leeds for in the summer I, I don't know and if he does as you say we'll replace him yeah because yeah. Brannigan was a replacement. <laughs> and it, and if we're worrying about what might happen next season, well, what might happen between now and next season is Leeds blow up again, like they have yeah. done, and mm-hmm. we have a brilliant run either into the autos or the playoffs, and we're both in the same division next year. Yeah, exactly. And and because we're in the championship, you might find that our owners put a bit more money in. Something might happen with the stadium. You, you know, it's all hypothetical, but everything's hypothetical at this point. So he might stay with yeah. us, and Matty Taylor might go, oh. In the championship, I'll stay here. And if, Marcus Brown might go, I'll tell you what, yeah, I'm enjoying the football here. I'll stay here. And well, I quite liked <laughs> what um, what Robinson said last week about um, we're a close-knit group of players and it's almost now like you want to... Like, we'll stay together if we're in the pre- in the championship, yeah. so let that happen. Like, what an yeah. easy team talk. You want to carry on being mates? Do it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to call you up slightly on something just because I enjoy it. We can't, we can't get into the playoffs. 
we are in the playoffs. The playoffs sorry, yes. <laughs> I just enjoy I that when I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, okay. Uh, after the game yesterday, Sol Campbell needed to be restrained from from something in the crowd in the mm. South Stand Lower. I don't know if either of you saw it, but it was very right. heated down there. Robinson said afterwards that he got involved to pull Campbell away. I guess in like a manager to manager, look, you'll yeah. get yourself in trouble. Don't don't rise to it type yeah. thing. I don't know what was said. I can only imagine it was something uh, to do with his his change from one London rival to another. <laughs> yes, yeah. But if you're a Spurs fan, what are you doing at an Oxford game? Mm. Oh, well, Liam, yeah. I could. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people you could apply that to, <laughs> unless they specifically bought tickets. I've never been before, and just thought I'll get a ticket of that so I can shout yeah. at Sol Campbell. I'll aim it where the case, Campbell's their life. Yeah, yeah. Or if yeah. you're, if you're an Oxford fan that thinks this will wind him up, get a life. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whoever you are, shouting at opposition managers in that way, yeah, just get a life. Yeah, unless it's Steve Evans. Yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> Phil Brown. Let's do the list. Yeah. okay, Graham Wesley. Graham Wesley, yeah. Uh, they're, they're probably my least favourite three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does he still manage? I don't know. I don't know. Where yeah. is he now? Yeah. <laughs> um, right, okay. Um, for the rest of the season, it's been broken down into three game sections. Uh, we're aiming for six points per three games. Um, for me, the the tricky one... Uh, the trickiest one looks to be the one with Wickham and Portsmouth in it. Uh, but someone else pointed out the Bristol Rovers one <laughs> because oh, of our record at home against oh. them um, looks pretty tough as well. Uh, I mean, they're all they're all fairly tough. But how does it work with this sort of thing? In this one, uh, in the one that's that finished against Southend, we got three sets of six points or three sets of three points so does that mean that we can afford to get just three (laughs) does it roll (laughs) over another one yeah Yeah. um i don't really i don't really know how it works but do you reckon that's achievable anyway six points from from three games i i think over three three times you just sort of look at it and go there's definitely winnable games in each of those blocks of three whichever whichever way we're looking at them and 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 like I say, it might be that we we like we've done in this block of three, win three games, and we might only win one and draw one and pick up four points. But overall, you you there's always that thing of not not getting beaten, going unbeaten. But if you win a game and lose a game, you've got three points. If you draw two games, you've only got two points, but you're unbeaten. You know you and and there's definitely winnable games in our running. So if if we lose a couple, it's not the end of the world. No, they said that after the game yesterday, actually. If you look at our February, so nine games, um, I I thought we'd had a, a tougher time than we had. Mm. Nine games, we won five, yeah. drew one, and lost three. One of the ones we lost was in a cup. Yeah. So the eight league games, we only lost two. We drew one. We won five. You, like, those stats... And uh, what they were talking about on the radio was exactly what you've just said. We haven't drawn many of them. So had we... Oh, we didn't lose, but we drew four of them. Well, that's mm. you know that it's a different kettle of fish, basically. But you know, winning or losing is better than drawing every game because that's not yeah. enough. You need to you need to try and win, even if it results in you leaving losing. Oh, I got through it eventually. <laughs> there we go. 
This is going to come right down to Bolton, isn't it? <laughs> Always was going to. Yeah. Always yeah. was going to. Um, but we are. Well, let's have a let's have a look because they're playing today. I don't know when this uh, podcast is being listened to, but we are four points away from the autos, um, oh, and that is. I don't uh, want to hear things like this. Uh, well, <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's good. Coventry I mean, have like... two games in hand, but that is one of them is today against Sunderland, and then in the next two games, um, Simon, you're the research man. <laughs> but is it um, Ipswich and Fleetwood they're playing? Who, who, um, who's that? Sorry, Coventry. Coventry. Yeah. Um, Coventry coming up will be playing. Um, but yeah, Coven- Sun- Sunderland, Ipswich, Shrewsbury, Lincoln, Wickham, Acklington, Peter. Jesus. So they've got some some big tough games. games. Gillingham, then us, Burton. You know that they're, they're yeah they've, they've like we've said before we we kind of look at ourselves in isolation and, and assume that you know if we don't pick up a point everyone above us is going to go away from us well it can't happen you know yeah. the, the teams will be taking points off each other whether that's you know sharing two points or or one team missing out it, it, there's going to be points at which we look at it and go well that's it we're we're well out of it you know the the four hopefully nine... that <laughs> that ship has sailed now we've yeah. been there but, several times <laughs> well it was you know when we when we lost at peterborough you know and they I, I think at the point we lost to them. They were something like six or nine points ahead of us. And yeah. like that, you know, we looked at them, well, you know, they're looking like they're storming the league. You know, we're, we're going to struggle to make the playoffs. Well, we're now above them, both on the same games yeah. played. You know, mm-hmm. there's no games in hand and we're above them. So, so far, you, our season's been better than Peterborough. You know, don't you, that we're going to be, a, we're going to be in a, a, a position where we can nick an auto spot on the last day of the season <laughs> with a win against already relegated Bolton. Yeah. Ah! yeah. Um, I, have, I have told my wife because it's it, her birthday is the 3rd of May. I've told my wife if, if there's a chance that something big can happen that day, <laughs> that you, like your birthday present is a ticket and it's up to you if you take it. Do you I, sit I in a busy ca- area as well, Liam? So it might not necessarily be next to you, but yeah, it's I a ticket somewhere. <laughs> It'll be whatever's cheapest and available. She might be at the bottom end. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, oh, it is It is just one of those. It, as as you say, when we played against Peterborough, Eastwood did a eulogy at the end of the game for our season. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, well, we're obviously not going to go anywhere. We're not yeah. as good as them. Um, but, you know, it is... It's a forty-four game season. It, we we can play badly and and do that. But also, if you look at um, the Blackpool away game, um, the Sunderland at home game, and compare compare that to maybe the Ipswich away and to yesterday, we didn't play well, and we won compared to we should have won and we didn't. So that's mm. kind of evened itself out. Those four games have sort of evened themselves out. Not like referee performances, Fraser, before you get oh. onto that. <laughs> um, because I thought he was pretty shocking. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I I think um, you, you can have, a, you know, a few bad games. I think when we got promoted under Appleton, he said we can lose up to 10 times this season. And so many people went, 10? We'll lose 10 games and still get promoted. No, we won't. I think we were pretty close to that. And, yeah. you know, we're bordering that this season as well. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is teams playing each other above us. You've just mentioned, Simon. Um, I saw on Twitter today someone said that 76 points wouldn't be enough for us to be in the playoffs. Eh? 
Yeah, I, I, mm. I don't know where they're I, getting that from, other than assuming everyone above us is going to win every game, which and is impossible. Of people are looking at historical um, uh, points totals to get in the playoffs and, and maybe not taking into account that we'll, we'll be on two games less this season because yeah. of Berry. You know, I, just looking, I did, I did a little bit of a nerdy stat thing earlier and just had a look through what the points were for the, because we're in the last playoff pl- place now, 1st of March, and looking at the 1st of March in previous seasons and, you know, more or less the same games played for everybody. And only two seasons were were teams on more points than we're on now. You know, um, we're on 57. Twice there were 58 points, Yeovil and Huddersfield, in you know, a long time back, but we're we're ahead of where the points totals have been at this stage of the season. So it's you know. I thought you were going to say something horrible then. Like for the last twenty five years, <laughs> whoever's been sick on the first of March has gone up. <laughs> like oh no, don't do that. <laughs> or um, yeah, I mean those stats are all interesting. Obviously, you know, stats are stats, and and whatever happens this season will happen. But it is reassuring to know. It's not a fluke that we're in the playoffs. It's not a fluke we're only four points off autos. And yeah, they have two games in hand. One will be today. One of them will be on Tuesday. So we'll see where we're at then. But right now, we've played the same amount as the team in first. And we're only five points off them. Yeah. With, on paper, an easier running. I know that's not how it works. But, you know, that that's how it is at the minute. Um, right then. Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. We've decided on Shrews, haven't we? Shrewsbury. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. We're unanimous on that, even if Shrewsbury aren't. Um, played for both, because we'll, we'll do the where are they now. Obviously, Bino stands out. Um, but we sort of know where he is, because uh, he's still involved with the club. Um, Simon. Yes. Where are they now? Lee Steele. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's always interesting looking through the players that have played for both, and you're never quite sure how many games they've played there. You know, like Mike Salmon for us only had the one game, and and but uh, yeah, Lee Steele had, had the longest spell of his career at Shre- at Shrewsbury just before he came to us, or uh, b- between us and them was was Brighton, and um, yeah, we obviously know where he went after he left us, and that was Leighton Orient, where. You know, he scored the goal that sent us down and sent them up. And it's kind of, he was on the up, upward trajectory. We were on a downward one. But there's lots of sort of things about that game and about him. Obviously, he, he went on and played various places, came back to Oxford and played at Oxford City. Um, tweeted something about um, Gareth Thomas when he was on Celebrity Big Brother, um, a homophobic tweet, which got him sacked from Oxford City. And, and he, kind of didn't play much after that really um i think he, he stayed in the game as a fitness coach and, and and became a fitness coach and did some triathlons and and he's now a, a tax um kind of tax inspector uh, or not sorry sorry tax advisor i was gonna say yeah. how hated do you want him to be <laughs> yeah. i think the homophobic tweet probably did it but if yeah. not <laughs> oh yes oh my beer i'm gonna do <laughs> so uh, yeah he's he's kind of um out of the game in terms of of being uh, you know coaching or, or managing or anything like that and, and being a tax advisor but uh yeah it it, it, it kind of goes back a little bit to it, what what was said to Sol Campbell yesterday, and the, and the Leeds keeper getting a, a six match ban, eight match ban for for a racist comment to a player on the pitch, and it's like why I don't understand what, what people get out of being 
you know, you, you can call somebody an idiot for being an idiot, but there's no need to put any sort of homophobic or, or racist or, or religious sort of addition to that. You know, they're yeah, idiots because they're idiots. They're not idiots because of anything, you know, beyond their control, their colour or the sexuality or anything like that. You know, it's... Uh, it's like Deli Alley, obviously, in the news um, over over his... Was it a Snapchat um, thing that he put out? Like, these people have media training. Lee mm. Steele probably didn't have that going for him because it was less yeah. of a thing then. But anyone doing it now... It, like, firstly, the mindset is moronic. <laughs> I, I can't understand people having that mindset. Um, but secondly, there must be something. You know, you know, people who say things and go, oh, probably shouldn't say that. PC brigade are out. Or, or. So, you know, you, you would know if you're in a position not to tweet that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't get how. How. These people decide, yeah, we'll tweet that. That'll be that'll be a good idea. Well, and, and especially a tweet, uh, you know, if you say something in, you know, verbally to someone, you might have said it before you filtered it in your own mind, and it's in the heat of a moment, not defending it, but kind of understanding where that might come from as a immediate. But to tweet something, so you think it, and then you go and get your phone, and then you type it. And then you send it. At what point do you not think, oh, I've thought this, and that's not a good idea to say that out loud. Or, you know, when you're typing it, do you not think, this isn't a good idea? Yeah. Or, you know, there's plenty of times at which you can you can sort of come back from that and, and not send it. It's, yeah, very odd. Very odd. Yeah. Um, right. Thanks for that. So, <laughs> yeah, Lee Steele is now a tax uh, advisor. Tax advisor. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um Right, so we're about to play Shrewsbury. Um, I'm not sure how their form's been. Their, their table position isn't great. But then, in a, in a time that yesterday Rotherham, who we saw how good they were, drew to MK Dons, who haven't, you know, haven't had the best of seasons. I don't know how much form comes into it. Surely every game is a standalone, and and we've got to sort of believe that after a week off, we can be back fresh. Um, so yeah, any idea how they have been doing recently? So if I, they beat Bristol Rovers yesterday, lost to Tranmere in the week. They lost beat, to Tranmere. Lost to Tranmere. Yeah, beat Doncaster. Lost to Portsmouth and Accrington. Drew with Shrewsbury. Uh, sorry, drew with Milton Keynes. So their their form has been sort erratic. Of erratic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you guessed the 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 two games against. Uh, Liverpool might have had an impact on them, you know, the, the, with games being postponed and, and replayed, and thoughts being on that. So yeah, to, it's they're they're a, uh, difficult to to know what they're going to be because you yeah. you know they they're safe. They're not going to go. They're not going to get relegated unless you know unless they lose every game and Southend win every game, which isn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. So they they're kind of in that cruising. So. Yeah, they're relaxed. They might play some nice football and and not be constrained by pressure, or they might be switched off already, and we can take advantage of that. It's, I guess, it, it's how they how they prepare on the day. Yeah, it, like something you've just said reminded me of something that I I should have said in the South End game. South End, I didn't think looked an awful side. They didn't necessarily look clued up or savvy, but the thing that bothered me most about South End was six minutes in sort of wasting time on a throw-in mm. at nil-nil. 
when they were one nil down, they were kicking the ball away. I, I mm. like from the stuff they were creating and how badly we were playing, they could have won that game if they tried. <laughs> but they weren't trying to win it. No. They were just trying to sort of spoil the game and see what would happen. Yeah. Um, it, it, I I can't imagine that happening with Shrewsbury because, as you say, they've got nothing to play for. So why hold out? They might as well just you know, yeah. just go for it. Why not? A bit of freedom. Yeah. Um, Fraser, sorry, I sort of cut across you there. Oh no, I was I was I was probably just going to agree. I think I'm going to say uh, I think they're South End probably resigned to their fate now, aren't they? I mean, they should be. Um, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. And on that yeah. note, 480 odd fans, whatever it was, amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah fair play. Yeah, they were, <laughs> they were some of the, one of the noisier ones we've had this season. Yeah, a few, yeah. A, a bit noisier than Accrington, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I know that, the, you know, the weather was bad, but that was. And I realise we haven't welcomed uh, Pompey or the gas yet, but mm. um, yeah, so. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say then? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, you do find, don't you, that teams a bit like Shrewsbury in, in their sort of position um, at this time of the season are are the teams you want to play because, you like like you say, they know that they're not going either way, probably. Mm. Um, and and sometimes, they, they you know, they, they're, they're sort of mentally switched off. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. Ooh, I like it. Are we going to yeah. go one down or are you... How are you feeling about their goal? Is it going to be an absolute punch in the gut like the South End one? Yeah, I think I think I think it will be. Uh, I think we'll go one up, one all, and then two one three one. Okay. Yeah, I'd happily take that. Yeah. Um, Simon, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go for a two 0 to us. Um, I think uh, I think Marcus Brown will get both. Okay. Um, yeah, I will go 3-1. The reason I like to put the one in is solely because that way, if we go 1-0 down, I can go, it's still on. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, you talking about the, the teams that are probably anywhere Doncaster down to Shrewsbury, maybe Accrington are like, yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. But mainly because Southend, you know... Uh, a foregone, so you've got everyone else battling out for a single place or to avoid a single place. Uh, Doncaster yesterday, pressure off, walked over Wickham. Um, I think Doncaster is still in with a shout of, of the playoffs. Do you reckon? You know, yeah, well, they, you know, if they win their game in hand over us, they're, they're only three points behind us. And it, 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 I think probably maybe Gillingham can't quite, but you'd be anyone from from Gillingham maybe upwards, certainly Doncaster upwards, still in with a shout. Ah, do you reckon Steve Evans can yeah. handle the playoffs? His heart can't. No way. Um, that, that, um, that Wickham game is shaping up to be one of the games of the season, mm. isn't it? That's going to be a belter. Uh, do you want to overtake them before that game or leave it till that game? Oh, that game. <laughs> that game. Mate, I, uh, a perfect scenario would be for us to go into one of the automatics at that point. You know, if, if games go our way, yeah, we, we true, go into yeah. the automatics and they drop out of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I want us to be one down and then score twice in stoppage time. Yeah, <laughs> down our end as <laughs> well. Two Fenway own, own goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, those those two games are definitely stand out with Wickham and and Bolton on the last day, as we've said already. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Right, okay, so we're all predicting a win. We'll be back again next week, um, and we will be reviewing the Shrewsbury game and previewing the game against MK Dons, um, which, like... Uh, we didn't win earlier in the season. We all went there predicting a win <laughs> and lost it, which was annoying. Um, it was a loss, wasn't it? Not a draw. Yeah. It was, yeah, one yeah. nil, I think. Yeah, I tried to forget those. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see where we are, and you know, hopefully get those six points on sooner rather than later. Um, in the meantime, hi Tim, hi, hi Ox Blogger, hi Tim, hi, hi Kieran, Ash, um, Rob, Andy, Ed. Right. Anyone else? Yeah, everyone, everyone. Thanks very Golly much for guys. listening, <laughs> and goodbye, and girls. Oh, it's twenty twenty, well, man. Like Get a... woke, son. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that as like, a, you know, hey guys. All <laughs> oh, right, you've been gender neutral. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Right at the end Fair of the enough. pod, I've done that as well. That's a shame. <laughs> keep it in. We keep we it need in. some diversity Ooh. training on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.